Thank you, James. We've got a uh, great guest with us today here on the line. We've got Dr. Byer with us today. The biggest misperceptions of BRCA testing and the good doctors with us today talking about genetic testing. It's been a successful method of assessing risk in families with a history of cancer. There are many common misconceptions about the BRCA gene. First of all, what are some common mis- mis- uh, mis- misrepresentations? Everything about BRCA testing. Tell us about it. James, the, um, uh, it is um, it's sort of a new era in medicine that we're now doing what we call precision medicine or personalized medicine. We understand what it is in our makeup, in our genetics, that uh, confers risk of disease. So, you know, blood pressure or heart disease, we start to know a lot about now. Um, this is true for cancers. So um, there's, a, there's a certain number. For ovarian cancer, it's 15% patients who have an ovarian cancer have one of these mutations, but there's an increasing awareness that the people who are at risk before ever they develop ovarian cancer are the people we want to target. So a strong family history is enough for you to get BRCA tested, and if you carry one of these gene mutations that predisposes to ovarian cancer, take action and get surgery after you've completed a family to get the ovaries and fallopian tubes taken out and reduce your risk of ever developing cancer by 95%. We've got Dr. Michael Byer with us today. Testing is only needed for those with a family history. Break that down for me. Turns out that uh, we've sort of moved through three phases. So, um, with an awareness of this risk from family history, we would gene test women who presented with ovarian cancer if they had a strong family history, like Angelina Jolie. If she had ovarian cancer, we'd say, oh, you know, her mother had ovarian cancer, let's gene test her. We've moved from that to now testing people beforehand. And uh, Mary Claire King, who um, uh, won the Alaska Prize last year for her work in discovering BRC the gene itself, uh, she put out a call for every woman over the age of 30 to get tested. Now, we don't think we're quite there yet. The country sort of can't afford gene testing for everybody, for everything. But um, one of the misconceptions is that this the issue about family history. So it turns out that nearly half uh, the patients who have a BRCA-positive ovarian cancer don't have a significant family history. So we, we are trying to raise awareness about some of these misconceptions. Um, you know, it's been said, I was taught that <clears throat> Eugene tests people and there's somebody in the family under 50 years of age, but two-thirds of the BRCA-positive ovarian cancer patients present when they're older than 50, and so it's quite easy to dismiss somebody and say, oh, there are, granny was 72, let's not test her. We want doctors to test everybody who develops ovarian, um, fallopian tube, or peritoneal cancer, so that you pick up all the cases and we can find the families where people, women are at risk. Dr. Byer joins us today. What is a BRCA gene mutation and how does it impact ovarian cancer diagnosis and treatment? Brief correction. So Michael Beera is um, yes. the other person who's doing these talks. My name yes. is Richard Penson. I'm the clinical Okay. Director. Nope. 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 No problem. No problem. No problem. Answer the question, my friend, because we, we we've got we only got a few moments with you. Answer the question, please. Yeah, so BRCA testing is just a blood test or a saliva test. The result comes back in two weeks, and you have to see a genetics counselor to put it all into context so that you um, are not only just proactive, but you're informed about things. Taking control of your medical future by uh, being well-informed and acting is what we are trying to drive home. 
Why is ovarian cancer difficult to treat? So it's difficult to treat because for three quarters of patients, it uh, presents as an advanced stage. It's it's hidden in the pelvis, grown, and then with subtle symptoms, patients um, have big lumps of tumor. At that time, surgery is less commonly curative. If you have a small lump that's detected incidentally on a scan, you get a surgery, you've got a 90% chance of being cured. If it's a big lump, you've only got a 30% chance of being cured. It's difficult to treat. Uh, patients live for years, but it's hard to cure. So um, preventing is um, more effective than trying to cure people. Where can listeners uh, get more information on this? So now, if you put in BRCA into Google and Wikipedia, you get useful information. We'd strongly encourage people to um, uh, look up FORCE, F-O-R-C-E, or NOC, N-O-C-C, which are patient advocacy groups nationally. Uh, there's now a, uh, a wealth of um, experience that comes from patients who've been through things, successful surgery. I think there was when Angelina Jolie first came out about her surgery, there was sort of horror. Oh, I'd never do that. It's even more of a, an offense that Angelina Jolie should have a mastectomy, but uh, women can now take control of a terrifying threat to their um, future and reduce their risk of ever dying of ovarian cancer. Well, thanks for being with us today. Apologize for the mix-up earlier, but uh, Dr. Byer, have yourself a wonderful day. We're going to take a time out and come back with more here on the Big Broadcast.